The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to another episode of Mash Minute, where we analyzed the 1970 Robert Altman film one minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Julia Ingham. And I am Rick Ingham. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you for having us back. Thanks for coming back. Now we didn't scare you off. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Terry. No, no. I just, I'm trying to come up with some cool, like, oh, we've kidnapped you from your crazy cars, and there are Jeeps here, too, but they're very different than you're used to, and it's... (laughs) It's becoming very clear to me that I've never actually seen a Mad Max movie, just I lived through Fury Road existing, so... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've seen Fury Road, but it's very obvious to me now that I'm trying to come up with a joke that I have not. You could just stick to the MASH stuff and say that we were drafted. Wrong minute. (laughs) (laughs) But good joke. This is... Minute 43, which begins with... Oh, we have little radar bookends between yesterday and today. Minute 43 begins with Houlihan approaching Burns, and it ends with Radar joining a large group in a darkened office after placing a microphone under Houlihan's bed. Not problematic at all. <laughs> no, this this is fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. So this is the minute where Burns and Houlihan begin to consummate their feelings for each other and and everything yeah. is giving me a mild anxiety disorder that <laughs> doesn't look stable does it i i just well okay so first of all we mentioned yesterday that this was a premedited assignation oh sweetie margaret you take down your drying laundry before the guy comes over i love that the last thing she takes down is her bra the thing that she's not wearing. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. But I do appreciate that she wasn't, like, embarrassed by her underclothing hanging up around. It's not like she... She didn't, like, panic at all when she realized her bra was still hanging up. She oh, but took it down. shoving it in the pocket is fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, was it was very smooth. Like, she saw it. She snatched it and then pulled it off the line and in one fluid motion spun around and started stuffing it in the pocket. It was all very choreographed, it seemed. This is a beautiful minute for Sally Kellerman getting to do flourishes. Everything is fluid. Oh, yes. The the movement from going over towards the bed to stuffing it in her pocket to sitting. I mean, the way she sits in the robe perfectly opens. You have to move when you say it so that you mess up your audio. <laughs> she has that one strategic button. Oh, yes. Oh, we'll see yeah, the strategy Yeah, the whole one happens. button thing. Yeah, she was definitely a little bit more prepared than maybe we gave her credit for, for what was about to happen, because she really only did have one button done up. That's why she was hiding behind the sheet yesterday, because she's gone commando. Well, she's in her pajama. I mean, we see it's pajamas, robe, and slippers. 
Right, which is a normal level of dress for wearing your pajamas. Yeah. We actually had a whole conversation at work today about whether or not you're supposed to wear underwear with your pajamas. Hmm. I would argue that it's not necessary. And we did have one person with an experience who their doctor told them not to. Specifically, it is healthier to get more airflow around parts than to keep it all wrapped up in underwear all the time. Yeah. Sydney McElroy of Sawbones has multiple times on her podcast given that it is not a podcast of medical advice. Legally, she is not giving you medical advice. You cannot sue her. But she has multiple times said, yeah, it's way better to not wear underwear at night. I love that podcast. It's, it's so, so much good. Fun. Yay! Look, how can we get how can how can we get a smurl involved in, in movies by minutes? I've tried. I actually, I actually contacted Sydney's uncle when he was starting his podcast and was like, hey, want to do a movies by minute about a surfing movie? And then it, he was just like, uh, the, or I said, want to do a podcast about a surfing movie? And he was like, great. And I was like, yeah, movies by minutes. And I, I never heard back. <laughs> after, <that>. <laughs> <laughs> after I explained the actual premise, that just kind of went away. <laughs> it never happened. Yeah, it's a tough premise for some people to kind of wrap their heads around. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around an earlier minute where we watched Trapper John chew gum while drinking. And now in this minute, we're going to see her furiously working on a piece of licorice (laughs) right as she starts making out. Yeah. These people need to stop. Like, oral fixation, I understand is a real thing, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) That could be much better used to her advantage. Yeah. Again, sex podcast. (laughs) What drives me nuts about this scene is that (laughs) they both came into it knowing what exactly is going to happen here. Margaret has obviously prepared physically, clothing-wise, with her one strategic button. So she has made herself accessible, Mm -hmm. but that's as far as she goes. And Frank also makes no moves to make himself accessible. (laughs) So they start, like, their passions overflow. He unzips his parka. Right. (laughs) Okay. So their passions are overflowing and they have lost control. That's cold in Korea. And there's just a lot of clothing between them. All right. Now look, we're and all very troublesome. Here. It happens. L- layering, <laughs> layering is a very important yeah. thing. But it is a shame that we didn't get a moment with Frank. I'm sure everybody here has at least seen some clips from Bruce Almighty, but there is a move that Jim Carrey does where he has his hands up in front of them and then he throws his arms back and all of his clothes just fly off and land in a heap behind him because he is about to engage in coitus with Jennifer Aniston who is his love interest in that movie how amazing it would have been if Frank had been able to just throw his hands back and then all of his clothes just fall to the ground because then it would have been a lot easier to begin this you know rendezvous of theirs no no I'm enjoying the complete double standard of she is you know her breasts are covered but open down to her skin And he literally unzips his winter coat. (laughs) Let's just think about the male gaze and 20th century filmmaking and who was making those decisions. And yeah. Yeah. She wanted to do this and she flourished her way to this. And she only had the one button that had to be undone. So it's not a creepy double standard. It's just a double standard that the woman is almost naked 
And he is still wearing multiple layers. <laughs> yes, and she literally offers herself to him. She opens she, herself to him. Yes. Quite literally. Literally. Yeah. Sally Kellerman has quite a few scenes in this movie where she is either completely bare or barely covered. <laughs> I'm thinking of at least three off the top of my head, and I've only seen the movie once. <laughs> at least here she gets to look well i mean she gets to look hot but you know what i mean like this is this is a sexy at least here it's oh, yeah the lighting does a lot for her oh god yeah like looking at the angles of her face and the low lighting <laughs> and whatnot it highlights a lot of those more chiseled features that she has I was going to mention it yesterday that the lighting in this scene in general does both of them very, very well. Mm. It helps with Robert Duvall's mm, smolder as much as he has one. <laughs> Last kinda, minute, I, I, yeah, I it gives him one. What is the lighting? I think it's the lighting. Okay, you know who Robert Duvall reminds me of in this movie? Doughboy. He reminds me of James Taylor. Oh, God. Oh. Yes. Like the singer that James Taylor? That makes so much Taylor? sense because oh, I don't like God, James Taylor yes. either. <laughs> Which is hilarious because my mother loves James Taylor. <laughs> Every time I'm at, I'm at my mother's house, my mother-in-law's house, I have to love James are Taylor. Are you allowed to say that? That's just how mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships are. Yeah, my mother's fandom of James Taylor got to the point where she lucked into becoming friends with James Taylor's mother and her and a friend of hers went down to Martha's Vineyard and spent a weekend with James Taylor's mom. I was going to offer to introduce your Dang. mother to my friend who's been in his recording studio out in the Berkshires, <laughs> but you know what? She's probably got her own in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not make it awkward. Speaking of awkward, so you mentioned that she offers herself to him saying oh things and i would just like to point out you mentioned that you've listened to this podcast and i just want to once again apologize to the entire effing universe for sending this movie to a priest and making him watch it <laughs> oh julia has some feelings about the line that leads up to the engagement yeah they talk about that yeah. god led them here and this <laughs> will be done okay you do not get to blame god for your <sighs> sins. Like, they are committing adultery. There is infidelity actively happening. And you can't be like, oh, God has brought us together. It's like, no, God would not actively no. lead you into an infidelitous situation. I think there's even a glint of light off Burns' wedding ring <laughs> when they're fumbling. Oh, I would love that. Something is glinting, and it's in. It's really hard to tell. When it starts going over towards oh. the window where radar is, some silver thing is catching in the light a couple times, and it's kind of in the right place where it could be a ring, but I, I don't oh, know. I saw it. It is a ring. Yeah, it is it, a ring. It, I saw it. It is, right? And it has to be his. Oh. It's his left hand. Yes, it is his ring. I love that so much. Yep. <laughs> I love that she says she'll help him, and I got to write in my notes, oh, she'll help him, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, I totally get what you're saying. I just, for self-preservation reasons, just kind of blipped right over that into the next part of this minute. <laughs> I also love that the subtitles are just fantastic. <laughs> Especially during this, this scene. 
because it is the most awkward <laughs> oh, yes. sex scene ever. Yeah. There, it's a very realistic sex it is. scene. <laughs> and we were around for the sex scene in Mission Impossible 2. Of course we were. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it's like oh. middle school again. Although not middle school, because that is too young. <laughs> it's like high it school is, like, again. High school. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're just like, you don't know what you're doing, and you're just kind of okay, yeah, at so each other. Like, got high school? Yeah. Yep. You get to a certain <laughs> point, and it's like... In the right place. Yeah. <laughs> How did hook and loop f- closures get into the mix, and what is going on? <laughs> These boys are just discovering how much structuring actually goes into a woman's wardrobe. <laughs> There's even, is it this minute? Is it this minute? Oh, second 52 where it's just brackets and it says both grunting. Yeah. It's just so good. I think there's a line, I'm looking oh, yes. for it, where one of them says, there it is, or it's That's in. That's next minute. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's next minute. Because, yeah. <laughs> There's just an minute. awful lot of, like, be careful yeah. and grunting. And, yeah. Like, he says careful so many times. <laughs> you know what would have prevented oh, all of that? If you had just taken off your clothes before you got into bed. They were because very excited. <laughs> hot, passionate sex <laughs> is, you know what? It's a lot of fun. But nothing beats just getting, like, starting the whole thing just naked. It's just easier that way. Yeah. I've lived through too many New England winters to have any comment on that. <laughs> We're just like, how much clothing can I keep on while staying warm while still having access? That's so to why speak? you yeah. get a heated mattress pad for your bed. Yes, if you if you have never invested in a oh, heated mattress pad, you one. are My missing says it's out. Too hot. It never even occurred to me that such a thing exists. Yes, oh, yeah. they're in a warm Connecticut coastal area. We don't have <laughs> oh. to do that. Oh, they're amazing, Terry. And if you get it like queen or king size, it has dual zones. Yeah, each side has its own controller. Wait, there are dual zones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this changes everything. We keep it on the bed no year round because I will turn mine on even in the summer. Yeah. So basically, in the summertime, it's humid. You get a lot of moisture buildup. You turn on the heated mattress pad in the summertime. It dries out the bed. So that way, when you climb into bed, it's not swampy. Like, you can take your heated blankets and just leave because they are nowhere near as good. This is the best thing. <laughs> Although the best is to have a heated mattress pad and a heated blanket. Yeah. Oh, and just and then you're sandwich. just a grilled cheese sandwich. Yes. Yeah, you're a oh, panini. Oh, yeah, no, I- <laughs> yeah, you just throw one of those weighted blankets on top of the I heated blanket. Heated You're a panini. <laughs> You've depressed. That sounds a lot better than this cot that they're on, which looks like it is about to collapse at any given moment. Yeah, I do not trust the structural stability of this army issue cot. Oh, yeah, no, I do not trust this cot. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> The cot looks like it's about to fall apart. He's saying, be careful, my zipper. And so, you know, no good can come of that. And this is all before <laughs> you realize someone is watching them and putting a microphone <laughs> under the bed. All this conversation, oh, yes. all this awfulness has occurred before the pervert shows up. Oh my gosh. And Radar, dear sweet Radar, who is such an <laughs> enjoyable character. And he's the one that appears outside the window and places the microphone to pull such a cruel prank as to invade personal time like this. <laughs> like, Radar, I believe, Radar, I believed in you. Do you think yeah. it's his naivete that he got duped into doing this? Or maybe his desire to impress the surgeons? Oh, because I was going to say, I definitely don't think it's his naivete. We've seen that 
Radar is a lot more aware of what's going on in this movie than he is portrayed as on the show. That's very but true. I really like that idea that, you know, they're like, oh, we need someone. Radar, you know about the microphone. And he kind of felt like, oh, I got it. You know, can't can't show, uh, can't be a coward. Got to do it. <laughs> right. He wants to be in with the in crowd. Yeah. Oh, it is middle school. It is middle pressure. school. It's totally middle school. Yeah, because it's middle school with sex, which would have been terrible. Well, this is terrible sex, so. <laughs> terrible. Even though at the time you would have been like, it's the best. So how did you guys end up becoming the go-to sex scene people? <laughs> I wish I, I knew the answer I was to following that. following a trend. I yeah. really wish I knew the answer <laughs> to that. No. Well, there aren't that many husband and wife couples mm-hmm. in the minute-by-minute community. I mean, it's pretty much us or the Carlisles. The Carlisles. And really, who wants to talk to Tabitha about a sex scene? Well, we'll find out in Portland this weekend. <laughs> like, Tabitha is the kind of dear sweet person where it's like you almost don't want to talk about sex with her because, you know. Because she'll give you the talk. Yeah. <laughs> She's got teenagers. She's given the talk before. People asked me if I was comfortable traveling literally across the country to stay in a house with a bunch of people I have never met before in real life, including several single men. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm staying with Tabitha. It's okay. Nice. When you say it out loud that way, that sounds awful. <laughs> then like you look at the details, like you, they're not strangers. You I don't know all these people. I don't want to make it sound like I'm being detrimental or anything like that, but I feel like Tabitha is kind of the mom. We you're our mom in the nicest way, Tabitha. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Tabitha. You're the cool mom. Yeah. Aww. And not the mean girls type of cool mom. Yeah. An I actual say, you're cool not like mom. a regular mom. You're an actual cool mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think Julia and I are kind of like the aunt and uncle more so than the mom. We wreak havoc and then leave town. Exactly. Like the cool aunt Whoa. and uncle. <laughs> we show up, we load up the kids with sugar, and then we leave. Yes. That's I was the gonna best say, part. is it never having to actually give the talk to teenagers for real that makes the difference? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to say anything that makes sense about sex. I just have to talk about it. <laughs> Apparently. Yes. <laughs> How many times are you guesting on the room minute? <laughs> so far, we have evaded that situation. Oh. There have been multiple times where the offer has been <laughs> extended in a general sense, never targeted. But you did not say his will be done. But I did not say that at all. <laughs> I know, Megan, I mentioned last minute our theory that MASH quote unquote birthed Animal House. We might mean that literally, Rick and Julia, and Pretty much. Megan and I will someday, not right now, but someday... Be investigating. Is Animal House just a sequel to MASH? <laughs> Coming someday to a podcast catcher near you. I mean, Donald Sutherland is in both movies. Mm-hmm. Could Hawkeye return to Maine, but then become a teacher and move to New Hampshire? It's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, do we get to see his butt in that movie? I can't remember. Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> I've only seen Animal House once. It also does not age well. I just want to, like, set your expectations now. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes. Yes. There's some really great moments, but you might also want to pull your hair out. It's about college boys who you basically want to smack. But anyway. Even the good ones to begin with. So. Is Tim Matheson in that movie? Yes, he is. 
He plays Womanizer. You'll be shocked to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon's in it, too. So, you know, it's an interesting cast. Oh, what's the movie we see Kevin Bacon's ass in? Is it the Invisible Man one? Don't you see his ass in that? Probably. All right, if I'm going to search Kevin Bacon nude scene, I'm going to open up an incognito window. That's a good idea. I would suggest that because I once Googled some things for this podcast and did not use incognito <laughs> mode. And uh, it still alters oh, my okay. search Oh, okay, Kevin Bacon's nude badly. scene was in Wild Things. <laughs> yes, Wild oh! Things. That's what I was thinking of. It involved him stepping out of the shower, wrapping a towel around his waist. And that's it. Lots of people did sexy things in that movie. Wild things? Wasn't it? Isn't that the Nev Campbell, Denise Richards yes. one? Yes. Okay, okay. I love this uh, top 10 list. I think it's a top 10 list. It's the top 14 list uh, from MarieClaire.com. It was published back in June 14th of 2018. It lists such instances as Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises and Ben Affleck in Gone Girl. Of course, they mentioned Jason Siegel in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Who could forget that towel-dropping scene? Is Mel Gibson in there in Forever Young? Let's see. Richard Gere. Jude Law, Tom Hardy from Bronson. Oh, yeah. You, you see a lot of him. You see a lot of him. Yep. Uh, Ewan McGregor did a nude scene in the pillow book. So if you want to see a lot of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that's where you go. He's naked in a lot of his early films, FYI. He was very pants optional in his early work. <laughs> yeah, they don't mention Mel Gibson in <gasps> the list. He pretty much was. Pretty much. I'm okay with that, honestly. <laughs> He's a little problematic. I'm not giving up my life with Braveheart. I feel like he has transitioned from being actively problematic to more passively problematic, which allows him to be discussed again. The sting has If not beloved. Obviously, he's past that point, but we can be fans of his work again. I think it helps because, well, I'm sure a lot of people were, but to me, Mel Gibson was never beloved in a way that, like, even before I knew the bad stuff, if you had told me that bad stuff, I wouldn't have been, like, shocked. I don't think I was shocked by it either. Yeah, it's like when you hear Charlie Sheen did drugs. It's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. That makes sense now that I think about it. Some things are falling (laughs) into place. And Mel Gibson's a jerk. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I get it. (laughs) It's a good opportunity to practice your shocked and surprised face. Be like, you don't say. No. So speaking of beloved actors, do you consider Donald Sutherland, Elliot Gould, Robert Duvall, and then the fourth one that I can't remember his name, Tom Skerritt, as <laughs> beloved actors? You mean Tom Skerritt? Tom Skerritt. Thank you. Before doing this podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Gould has risen in my esteem as an actor, and I also love talking. We've talked to a few people who really loved him in this role, and so. I happen to disagree with loving him in this role, but I can get, like, he's doing a good job, if that makes sense. Yeah, he does a good job. And it's funny because we discussed this in, like, the earlier minutes. Donald Sutherland, I am not attracted to, but I want to hang out with him. He's been friend-zoned, basically. Yeah, but, like, in a good, like, in a respectful, there's just no oomph there. But there's a lot of, like, you seem cool, let's hang. He has aged very well. He has aged very well. Probably better than any of the other guys 
in some ways. And he stopped getting those perms, which Thank went God. a long way. Thank God. <laughs> right. That's the perm thing was not a good look on anybody, really. But ugh. does he have the perm in Ordinary People? I'm trying to remember. I... Because that's a movie that... I now really want to see, oh. but I cried just reading the quote section. Yeah, girl, so. you, you need to, like, have the tissues ready. I mean, it's good. No, he doesn't. Okay, so I won't just be giggling the whole time? No, That's good. no, you can't, you can't count on his haircut to make you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that weird transition 70s into 80s sort of, like, pomodoro, not pomodoro, but, like, the straight hair with, like, the little slight kind of dip volume At thing the in bottom. the front. Yeah. yeah. But it's not permed. Okay, okay. Because I cannot take him seriously in Animal House. Or he has a per- or apparently invasion. Of uh, he, body he has, I was gonna say. I think he has the perm in there too. It's just sort of like yeah. cool. It was a look. It was a look. How do you guys feel about our main leads from this film? I was really thrown back by seeing actors that I know as older actors. Seeing them so young was pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. Tom Skerritt, like, I'm not really familiar with that name. So it took me a minute to figure out who he was. But like hearing his voice and seeing the way that he talks, I'm like, oh, it's the guy from Top Gun. I'm actually surprised you didn't recognize Tom Skerritt from an episode of a show that you really like watching. He was on a single episode of Madam Secretary. Wait, who was he on Madam Secretary? He played... <gasps> A guy named yes. Patrick McCord yes. in the episode sorry. titled Chains of Command. Oh, that's right. You want to know why it's only a single Does appearance? He no. Does he get kidnapped? No. Yeah. <gasps> he dies. Oh. He kills himself. Every time Julia watches Madam Secretary, I walk into the room and the first thing I ask is, oh, did her husband get kidnapped again? (laughs) (laughs) You leave Tim Daly alone. Someday we will fall in love and be married and it will be beautiful. I never want to leave Tim Daly alone. No, not ever. (laughs) So I recently caught up on the very most recent season that they put on Netflix and like, the second or third or fourth episode in, he goes to a foreign country and gets into trouble, isn't in prison. So I'm in the bedroom watching it, and Rick is in the office, and I'm just like, please don't come in here, please don't come in here. <laughs> Not this episode. <laughs> so but yeah, he is always getting into trouble. I love that show. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, Madam Secretary is one of my few, like, must-watches. And that, and Jack Ryan, they're scratching my my CIA itch lately. Oh, another show that you love. Uh, Tom Skerritt was also in an episode of The West Wing. Well, yeah. Do you know how many actors crossed over from The West Wing to Madam Secretary? A lot. (laughs) I don't know the number because it's way too many. Because it's a beautiful universe and we need it, damn it. Yes. Yeah, he was in an episode called Constituency of One, where he played Senator Chris Carrick. Yes. Chris Carrick, strangely enough, considering the news, was a Democrat that resigned from the Democratic Party and joined the Republican Party. Oh. Oh. Thus throwing all sorts of chaos into the West Wing. Given his performance in this movie, Tom Skerritt is good at throwing chaos into situations. (laughs) Yes. Even when he looks about 15 years old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He does look so young in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what threw me off about Elliot Gould, because I haven't seen The Long Goodbye or, uh, you know, his other really famous 70s-ish roles. I don't think of him as looking like this. I think of him as looking like an older man, like you said. Yeah. you think like of... Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Exactly, where yeah. he's playing Reuben. That's the... <laughs> That's the Elliot Gould that I think of when I hear Elliot Gould. I think of him in his Vegas like backyard <laughs> yeah, right? with the pool and 
talking to George Clooney and Brad Pitt about how it can't be done. There's this website. It's called listentoamovie.com, and it's just the audio tracks from movies. So I listen to those to help me fall asleep. And the one that I've been listening to recently is Ocean's Eleven. So I've been hearing a lot of Elliot Gould, like, in my dreams. Fair enough. (laughs) Lately, which has been fantastic. I'm loving it. So watching this movie, whenever Trapper spoke at all... (laughs) All I hear is Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I feel like Trapper would be okay with that legacy. I think so, too. Yeah. He could grow up and do that. That he, He'd be fine yeah, with that. a Vegas mogul. Yeah. I think this is our second Madam Secretary crossover, Megan. Um, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> oh, my God. They have the American president on Listen to a Movie. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. That's my favorite movie in the world. Oh, my God. Thank you, Julia, <laughs> oh, for telling me about this. Movie. I love that movie. How can we claim that the American president is related Written to Matt? By, <laughs> um... Well, it was written by Aaron Sorkin. Directed by Carl. Who also wrote The West Wing. A lot of those actors went to... Who also wrote A Few Good Men, which is a military movie. And if anybody in the military is going to be brought up on charges, in this case of sexual nature, it's these guys. (laughs) I have already audio dropped A Few Good Men into this show, so obviously it's all related. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I always threaten to send Megan a ham. I've yet to actually do it. You should do it sometime. Oh, yeah. Would have been a much better idea when we lived in the same building. Yes, because it can't send her roses. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he he finally gets Annette Bedding, Michael Douglas, roses. And she's like, oh, you finally got me roses. And he's like, turns out I have a rose garden. And you're like, it's such a bad joke, but I love it. It's adorable. I once made my dad drive me through when we were down in D.C. around DuPont Circle just so I could (laughs) just get stuck on DuPont Circle. (laughs) I just wanted to see DuPont Circle and he's like why? I'm like because of the movie. He's like do we have to? Yes. 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 I think it's that you know Michael J. Fox's character in that movie would fit in quite well here. Lewis. Lewis. He plays Lewis. Someone was complaining about dating musicians and how they never show up to things, and all I could think of was Lewis's line, like, yes. I, I tell all my dates, all all plans are soft until I confirm 15 minutes ahead of time. Because yes. <laughs> you say that, and goes, well, I say it with a great deal of charm. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Martin Sheen plays chief of staff, which basically was like an audition to play the president in the West Wing, so, you know. Well, now that we all want to watch, like, five different things, (laughs) none of which are MASH, but we are still watching MASH, I think I am good to say, let's come back tomorrow, because maybe this is all just a big misunderstanding. Maybe Radar is trying to start a podcast, and he's going to (laughs) ask Coolahan to podcast with him, but then he saw Burns go in, and he felt really awkward, and he wasn't sure, and so... He figures that I'll just put it here and I'll get some audio and then we'll work on it in the editing afterwards. I okay I know that we're wrapping down I know that we're winding down the episode but there are so many sex related podcasts that I have listened to in the past competitive erotic fan fiction always a good one there is another podcast that is ongoing called shipwrecked where people write erotic fan fiction based on specific works of literature I don't think a podcast based solely around putting a microphone next to people mid coitus would necessarily work it could be awkward. Not a podcast, but... It's a porn cast. No. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> well, now I feel weird having a real thing to tell the world. I'm not going to say how I know this. It's none of anyone's damn business. I'm just going to say that there is a thing called soundsofpleasure.tumblr.com. Wait, okay. Tumblr's still yeah. allowing adult okay. content? I'll trust you. It's not. It's, it's audio yeah, only? Yeah, it's audio only. Oh, loophole. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can listen to it as much as you want, but heaven help you if you show know, a nipple. Right? The nipples are implied. <laughs> R.I.P. Pornler. <laughs> listen, it was cold that day. Obviously, that's why he has on multiple coats. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it was cold, man. It was cold. All right, well, don't be cold. Come back and visit us tomorrow. That's terrible. I mean, it's good, but it's ter. I felt awful as I was saying it. No, um... <laughs> If people want to listen to you guys talk about not awkward sex scenes. Although we do talk about nipples a lot. Well, they I come mean, up. you can't have everything. They come out. <laughs> <laughs> they make themselves seen. Yes, they do. And we do talk about boobs quite a lot. Half because of nippleage, half because of breastfeeding. Yeah. So make of that what you will. The two sides of, breast of the talk. breast coin. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, if people want to hear more of us, they can go to our website, which is madmaxminute.com. On there, you can find links to all of our different seasons. Each season of our show is one movie in the Mad Max oeuvre. And so if you want to start at the beginning in 1979, you can do that. If you want to start at Road Warrior, Thunderdome, whatever your pleasure is, right now we're doing Mad Max Fury Road. That is our movie for 2019. It can all be found there at our website. Listen to your heart's content. They're pleasurable sounds. Uh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyone have anything not horribly inappropriate to take us out on? <laughs> Talking about this movie? No. 